This is Coach Aaron Saft in the MR Running Pains Podcast. I hope that this finds you well. And I am recording here um, Tuesday, September 6th. I just uh, went for my first kind of planned run back since Bigfoot. Um, I did run on Sunday with uh, one of uh, the high school athletes. Um, he convinced me to get out there. <laughs> went a little further than I had planned, but um, today was actually the first day I kind of planned to do something. Uh, just went out for 20 minutes, and it felt great. I uh, took my dog Miles out, just 20 minutes, nice and easy, him and I. Um, Going to do that you know, 20 to 25 minutes every other day this week, and then kind of gradually build back into it uh, next week, hopefully you know, get into the 30-minute range and just grow back nice and gradually. No rush here. Um, just kind of stay aerobic. I reached out to uh, Patrick Regan. We're going to try to work together again um, in building towards Western States. Uh, of course, that's my next goal. Um, I'm talking with my wife about uh, the possibility of racing out West, um, maybe way too cool 50K and American River 50-miler. Um, Patrick felt that those would be really great races to do in the build towards Western States. Uh, they are on some of the same trails and in the same area as Western States. So, uh, potentially could have good training weekends out there and see a little bit more of the course. Um, so that's kind of what we're thinking right now. Um, exciting to be talking about Western States and, uh, and the training for it. So, um, I am eager to to run. Um, I I can notice my mental focus <laughs> is uh, is definitely lacking through this this time off. Uh, I know my body needed it, and uh, and I'm, I'm you know I'm happy that I took the time off. It's uh, it's been about three weeks since Bigfoot, and um, like I said, I'm just going super easy. Twenty minutes this week, every other day. Um, not trying to force pace or effort or anything like that. Not worried about. Uh, structured workouts, <laughs> you know, it's it's a really nice place to be. So, but that's where I'm at right now, um, and catching up with uh, with what I'm up to. Uh, the newsletter came out, uh, so uh, you can check on my website. I post it to the uh, the contact or connect with me page. You can click on the link to see the newsletters. Uh, if you did not get it in your inbox, you can also subscribe on my website, which is www.mrrunningpains.com. It's also in the show notes. Uh, it's a free uh, newsletter. It comes out once a month, and I just have tons of uh, articles and reviews and tips in there uh, on training, running, obviously. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're interested, please subscribe. And of course, I just want to kind of finish off by saying thank you to all my Patreon supporters. Um, you know, this podcast, the newsletter, uh, you know, everything I do is really. Um, it's uh it's it's funded you know by the folks that support me on Patreon. So thank you to those folks. Um if you feel you can support at whatever level, um you know, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's uh the link is also on uh the show notes and on my website. It's uh everything helps. So thank you all for supporting me in that regard. I can't thank you enough. And so on to today's episode where we talk about analyzing your long run. Uh, you know, we we often analyze our races, uh, or we should at least analyze our races and finding out, you know, what went right, what went wrong, what could we do better, what would we change in training. Um, these are, you know, things that we should really, um, we should do 
after every race, right? But we should also be doing this on our long runs. Our our long runs are such a key component to our training, to our goal race, because we are practicing exactly what we're going to do on race day, whether it be in the marathon or above. You know, obviously we practice um, the long run. We engage in um, simulating race pace, all of that stuff. So why don't we assess it more and analyze it more? Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be every weekend, but if you have some key long runs, it's great to kind of break them down. And that's what we're going to discuss today. So, um, what I suggest is, you know, taking notes on the long run, whether it be in a digital format, um, you can do it, uh, if you're on Strava, obviously you can make notes to yourself. You can, um, hide those notes. You can make those private notes on Strava. So, uh, if you're using Strava, it's a great place to digitally, you know, uh, transcribe your notes and, and put them so that you can, uh, you can look back, uh, on that long run and, and look back at your notes. So, um, great place to do it. Uh, my athletes use training peaks and, you know, we, uh, we kind of go over stuff and I, I talk about what I'm looking for. And, uh, these are some great things to include for, for everyone. So, uh, and there's also, of course, you know, physically writing it down, uh, having a log or somewhere where you can record these things. If you have a training log, that's fantastic. If you don't, uh, perhaps just, you know, kind of journaling a bit and writing about how the run went. So we're going to talk about what to write down, um, so uh, the first thing I would suggest is trying to come up with a way uh, to rate the long run. So how would you rate the long run in the following categories? Uh, first, effort. Okay, so um, on this podcast, I've talked a lot about rating of perceived exertion or RPE. That's a fantastic way to, uh, to rate the effort, how hard it was. Uh, and so an RPE scale is 1 to 10. Uh, there is the Borg scale, which is six through twenty, but um, you know I, uh, I find the RPE scale pretty straightforward and, and easy to abide by. Um, one to three on this scale would be, uh, you know, basically from a, a real slow walk at a one to a brisk walk at three, and then four would be a jog. Five to six is more your conversational pace. Seven to eight, you'd be getting into kind of your tempo or half marathon uh, slash marathon pace. Uh, and then nine to 10, now we're talking um, more of your 5K, 10K mile all out efforts, you know, getting um, going, you know, ascending to 10 being all out. So you can rate your long run as to how, you know, how, how much effort was it? You know, did you keep it conversational? Was it a light jog? Did you, uh, you know, did you tempo a bit? Was it, you know, a little bit of each? You can kind of break up the run, right? So, um, you know, perhaps you had a progression run uh, where, you know, you started out with a jog, you know, a four uh, for 20 minutes, and then you got into, say, an hour at five to six, and then you did 20 minutes at, uh, at more of a tempo effort, a seven to eight. So, um, but rate your run, rate how it went. You know, did you stay in one uh, effort zone throughout or, you know, did you mix it up? So um, that's a way to rate your effort. Then how did you feel overall? Uh, this can be a smaller scale uh, and totally up to you. Obviously, you could use a, a one to five where, you know, how did you feel overall? One being poor, five being excellent, best run ever. So, um, you, you know, and you can use, you can even get even more technical and use decimals <laughs> if you wanted to, but, um, how you felt overall on a one to five scale, you know, that, that way, um, you know, you write, um, RPE, have a score, 
how you felt, have a score, and then grade yourself on the following. You know, give yourself an A, B, C, D, or F on the following. Your nutrition intake. Uh, how did you do on the interval uh, and your calorie or carb goal, your carbohydrate goal? Uh, give yourself a grade. And that, you know, that may, uh, in essence, be um, two different grades, right? Like, how did you do on the nutrition interval itself? Uh, you know, so if I were to uh, say every 35 minutes I wanted to take in nutrition, did I hit that goal? You know, did I hit it every 35 minutes? If I did, A, right? If I didn't, um, you know, let's say, you know, I, I was kind of erratic. I was 35 to 45. Maybe I give myself a C. If I skipped them, you know, D. If I didn't do nutrition at all, F. <laughs> um, but, you know, just giving yourself that grade. And then, you know, based on your calorie or carbohydrate goal, you know, how many, uh, you know, if we're talking marathoners, maybe you're, you're looking at how many carbs per hour. Uh, you know, 60 to 90 grams of carbohydrate per hour is what our body can tolerate. So what's your goal? What is your, what is your gut, uh, allow you to intake? And then based off of that, how did you do per hour? Did you hit that goal? Again, giving yourself a grade, same with calories, you know, our ultra runners, we switch over to more calories because we're going to go into calorie deficit, uh, you know, at some point in an ultra. So, um, you know, what's your calorie goal per hour? Uh, you know, they're, they're thinking that the body can tolerate potentially up to 400 calories an hour, which is a lot. Uh, you know, that's, that's not to say that everybody can do that, nor, you know, can, I was going to say most people <laughs> can, most people do that. I would think, you know, 300 for most of us is going to be the max, uh, you know, that's probably later on in, in, in an ultra, uh, you know, at, at, in our training runs, it may be 200 to 250 calories. Uh, so how do you do in that goal? Uh, and then, uh, so, you know, again, potentially two grades there, the nutrition intake interval, and then your carbo carbohydrate or calorie goal. How did you do? Give yourself grades. Uh, the next one, the next grade would be, um, hydration. How did you do on fluid intake? Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at replacement here. And again, our system can only process about 20 to 30 fluid ounces an hour. So are you able to, um, get down 20 fluid ounces comfortably? right? No sloshing. The belly's okay. It can tolerate it. Um, so, you know, did you do 20 ounces an hour? And again, grade yourself. How did that go? Um, so when you're done, know how many, um, ounces you've, you drank. And then again, you have to kind of note per hour, how many did you get down? So you yeah, have to be conscious of that. So be familiar with how much hydration you started with, how much you drank. Did you filter some to add some back to your, um, excuse me, to, uh, to add some back to your, your total hydration. Okay. So great there. And then the last one, how did you do on your overall pacing? Uh, you know, was there a pacing goal? Did you, uh, you know, on this long run, did you go out too hard? Uh, did you push too hard overall? Uh, did you meet the, if there was a workout in this, did you meet the workout goal? Okay. Um, you know, it was it just a simple conversational pace. Uh, did you go easier? Okay, that's that's another thing. I mean, it's, it's never bad to go easier, um, but um, you know, at the same time, um, what was the overall goal? What was the intention of this run? All of these, you're kind of setting intentions for, right? You're setting goals for, uh, which is great because it gives you things to work on and grade yourself on, uh, and and you know, it's good to be honest with yourself right? It shows you what you need to work on. It shows you what you're not doing, uh, perhaps to the best of your ability and that you can improve upon so that, you know, when it comes time to the goal race, 
you're, you know, you're putting yourself in the best position to succeed. So there you go. There's your grades, two grades for nutrition intake, hydration, and then, uh, overall pacing. Okay. So, uh, sorry, nutrition intake, as well as carbs slash calorie intake. Uh, those are two and then hydration and then overall pacing. Those are your four, excuse me. Okay. Moving on. Um, so based on how you felt, you should also note, now you're not giving yourself a grade here, but you're taking notes. Uh, this is things that you can think on and reflect upon. Uh, so take notes on this, these items. Um, I've got uh, six items to take notes on. So you're going to take notes on how many hours you slept. Okay. And what was your stress level like from the week? Um, you know, I, 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 my athletes are starting to upload. It looks like <clears throat> Garmin has kind of a, um, a body battery, uh, like a score that it gives you to tell you how your battery is doing. Are you recharging enough? Uh, it's kind of like HRV, if you will, if you're, you're using uh, Aura or Whoop uh, to kind of get an HRV score. But, um, you know, the, the, in this regard, we're talking about how many hours did you, you know, sleep? You don't have to have like deep sleep and all that. I mean, it's great stats and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, it's just a rough estimate. When did you go to bed to when did you wake up? You know, how many, how many hours were you down? So, um, cause you know, that can tell a story, right? Like if you're not sleeping enough and you feel lousy, <laughs> you know, your, uh, um, your, uh, your overall score for the run of how you felt, if, if it's very low, you can kind of look back and say, Oh, you know, I, I really, I didn't get much sleep that night. Right. Um, so, um, look at, you know, how many hours you're sleeping. It's good to record that every day. Uh, because you know, it, it reflects how much you're going to recover too. And then stress level from the week. What would you say your stress level is? It can be normal. It could be high. It could be low. So, you know, just kind of reflect on that because, you know, as we always say, stress is stress. Cortisol, uh, you know, it's, it comes in, in multiple, <laughs> comes from multiple um, stressors. And that's, you know, uh, what we have to, what we have to realize because, you know, too high a level of cortisol, we're not going to, we're definitely not going to feel good. Our body's not going to be able to, um, to process high levels of cortisol and it's going to reflect in your run. You're going to feel fatigue from that. So, um, take note of those because you know that's going to give you a reason why the run went the way it did. Okay. Um, second, uh, what was your pre-run hydration levels? How did you, how did you do hydrating? Did you hydrate the day before? Did you have some alcohol the night before? Uh, obviously alcohol diminishes, uh, your hydration levels as well as your, uh, your ability to get into deep sleep. So, um, alcohol does affect your recovery process. Uh, you know, it's, it's not great to have alcohol, um, the, you know, the night before a major workout, long run race, um, you know, we're, we're going to, um, totally affect, um, how we feel the next day because of, um, what it does to our sleep patterns. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of hydration. So taking notes on how you hydrated, you know, what, what were you, how much did you drink after your last run and, and, you know, the day before and the morning of, did you drink a lot of coffee beforehand? All of these things. Okay. So pre-run hydration levels. Number three, did you have pre-run calories? Um, 
you know, uh, a lot of a lot of folks just jump out the door before a long run without any type of calories. Uh, I'm guilty of this as well. Um, you know, they run the long run fasted. Um, the more and the more we kind of hear from uh, the, the experts in the field, they're saying that this is uh, this is not what we should be doing. We should not be running fasted. Um, and you know, the reason being is it takes us longer to recover. Uh, and, and the more that I hear, the more I hear that, you know, it's especially females that should not run fasted. Uh, you know, uh, there's plenty of podcasts out there that go into this topic, but uh, we should be having some sort of calories uh, beforehand. And what does that look like? Whatever works well for you, you know, uh, simple carbohydrates so that you can break them down. Um, like, you know, I, I'm... Um, I, I've been sticking with the low carb diet myself um, for my own reasons, and uh, you know that's sometimes it's like a fried egg, um, you know, or you know something to that effect. Um, but um, yeah, so whatever you do, whatever you do, if you're getting in some calories, take note. How did you feel? And then how um, how soon before your run did you eat? Did you give yourself enough time? Um, so that you had that fuel in you, you know, uh, again, carbohydrates are going to process a lot faster than, um, than fats. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a gel that you do beforehand, just some simple calories like that. Maybe it's some toast and jam, some toast and peanut butter, banana and peanut butter, whatever it is. Um, you know, you just, uh, just make note of what it was and how it worked for you. And again, how soon before the run did you eat it so that you know, okay, um, you know, I, I kind of got some stomach distress to start. I probably should eat a little earlier. You know, I should wake up a little earlier, get it down. Um, that way, you know, you don't have as much stomach distress. All right. Um, number four, resting heart rate prior to the run. Um, I like to record and ask my athletes to record their resting heart rate on a daily basis, just like I do sleep, because it gives me an overall picture of recovery. Um, you know, and you know, obviously there's a number of reasons why resting heart rate can be elevated. It's good to have it, you know, the day of the long run, as well as the day after the long run, the long run, uh, cause you know, it, it shows us what's, what is, you know, what's high. And here again, you're, you're recording a number, right. And your, uh, your watch, if you wear your watch to sleep, it should give you that number. If, if it doesn't, when you wake up, you know, like take your pulse. It's best just to kind of take your pulse for a minute um, and record that number before your feet hit the ground, before you even sit up. It's good to do that. I know that's hard to remember. And that's why, like, you know, I ask my athletes to, to wear their watch and record what the watch says. Um, but, um, you know, if, if it's elevated, you can also think of reasons why it may be elevated, right? Um, again, did you get enough rest? Did you get enough sleep? If If you're um, running short on sleep, it's going to increase your heart rate. Okay. If you had, again, if you had alcohol the night before heart rate may be elevated. Um, if you're stressed, it may be elevated. If you had a hard training week, again, that's part of stress. Uh, heart rate could be elevated. Yeah. So all of these things can contribute to a higher heart rate. So you have to make notes of that as well. You know, take those things into consideration if, if the resting heart rate number is high. Um, and also take that into consideration for how you might feel, you know, or felt during the long run. Okay, that's why we're recording it. 
So resting heart rate. Number five, the weather. You know, it's great to take note of what the weather was. So if you look back at this long run, you can compare it to um, another long run. But, you know, were the weather conditions similar? Could they contribute to either running faster or slower? You know, what was the temperature? You know, were we running in high, hot temperatures? How about the humidity? Was it high humidity? What type of precipitation? You know, was there any type of rain or snow or sleet, whatever? You know, all these things are great to record so that you understand what conditions you were dealing with at the time. Obviously, hot weather is going to slow us down. It's going to decrease the pace per mile. So, you know, those are things we have to consider when we're thinking about, you know, how things went. Um, and then number six, if it went well, what do you attribute it to? Did you get, you got extra sleep? You did really well with hydration. You had a, you know, really good pre-run meal. Was it all of these things? Uh, yeah. What, what do you attribute things going so right to so that, you know, perhaps you can try these things in the future and then vice versa. If things went dismally, if they went awful, you had a wretched long run. What do you think? Look back at all these factors that we're recording and say, I probably attribute it to X, Y, and Z, or you know, whatever the reason may be. So, um, you know, look at the kind of take a step back and look at the overall picture. Also, good to note, you know, these are kind of um, side notes, um, you know, good things to kind of put in there. Um, your gear choices. So um, when you, you know, use your gear, uh, do you have anything that you were concerned with? Or did you have any problems? You know, um, was uh, uh, especially your footwear, right? Uh, you know, did they feel good? You know, you want to make sure that um, you're using the footwear that you're going to use on race day every now and again. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be every long run, but, you know, just to make sure that they're going to work for you uh, for that, you know, long duration that you're going to be in them. So take notes on your shoes. Make sure that they're not rubbing you or, um, or pinching you or you know, causing a hot spot anywhere. These are all things that you need to take note of because it's just going to be exacerbated and be worse on race day. So I want to make sure the foot's completely comfortable. As well as your socks, your shorts, your shirts. You know, make sure that there's no seams or anything that's going to chafe or rub you. Um, it doesn't feel too tight or uncomfortable. You know, I'm, I'm very particular about like my, my shirts. Um, I, you know, it's, I, I really, I can't stand it when they're too tight. <laughs> I don't like it when there's certain seams in certain places. So, you know, these are things that I try to be cognizant of, uh, when picking, you know, the gear that I'm going to race in. So, um, all good things to, you know, look at, um, you know, if you're practicing with poles or a pack, you know, those are extremely important, right? Like I talked about with Bigfoot 200, finding out that the gloves on the Leckie poles, the, you know, the custom gloves that they send with the, um, the Leckie poles, they were cutting into the side of my palm. And so and I knew I couldn't deal with that for as long as I was going to use them at Bigfoot. So, um, I found an alternative solution uh, that Leckie makes. So, uh, you know, but these are things you have to find out in, uh, in training and make note of, um, you know, and, and especially with the pack, you know, if you're using a pack in a race, there is, you know, there's so many things that are really vital about that pack storage. For instance, do you have enough storage? Do you know where everything is? Can you easily access it? Do you like the fit of the pack? Does it feel secure? Um, is there anything you can do to make the pack more comfortable? or change it so that it's more uh, adapted to your needs. 
you know, I, I think we sometimes we receive um, the pack and we just kind of take it for what it is. And we, we, we say, you know, uh, I wish it had this or I wish, you know, it fit me in this way. Well, work on making that happen. You, know, you may have to be creative or seek online solutions. See if anybody else has done the same thing or thought the same thing and made you know changes so that you can do the same. You know, I, I was uh, I was having problems with the uh, the Ultra Mont Blanc. I wrote about it in the newsletter. Um, you know, and I found a video that Jeff Browning made uh, in which he added holes to the shoes so that the lacing was a bit snugger, so that the you know the the foot was held onto the platform better. So manipulate your gear. It's it's okay, <laughs> um, you know. We don't want to destroy it, obviously. So it has to be well thought out and well executed. But you know, try to adapt the gear to you. Make it work for you. Um, if you need to add pockets, do it. If you need to strip away certain pieces of material because it makes it too hot, do it. You know, these are all things that are okay. And sometimes we just don't think about. You know, there's a lot of material on packs, and if it's a hot race you probably don't want all that material because you want to be able to breathe a little bit better. So what panels can you take out? How can you make the pack lighter and, and more breathable? You know, things to think about. All right, moving on. Um, it's great to kind of go through your nutrition and hydration. Go through the items that you used. And, um, you know, what, what did you like? What didn't you like? What worked and what didn't work, and what would you want to try in the future? Um, you know, I, I I have no affiliation with the feed.com, but I've been just really impressed with you know having all of these nutrition options under one uh, storefront. You know, I can go on there and I can select uh, you know quite a few different companies and try you know various companies and just get one shipment rather than you know going to all these different. Uh, nutrition companies and paying shipping for each, I can just go to the feed, get it all in one place, which um, you know has worked really well. And they carry most things that I use, which is fantastic. But you know, it's going on there and looking through and and trying different things. Um, so you know, I encourage you to to try different things and then here record what worked, what didn't work. Same thing for hydration, right? You know, um, it's it's great some days just to have electrolytes. Some days I don't need calories in my fluids. So having uh, that capacity to just have an electrolyte mix is fantastic. And what works? Uh, you know, I love noon, but every time I go running, I have to make sure that the uh, the, the air that escapes the effervescent ta- tablet doesn't expand my bottle. And when I go to use it, it like explodes in my mouth. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've sought alternative solutions uh, to, to using um, noon on my runs. So, you know, it's, it's looking around and finding what works for you and what doesn't work, you know, know if it doesn't work, um, get rid of it. You know, that's what I've been doing. I've been purging. <laughs> um, I went through my, uh, my nutrition items and was just like, all right, this didn't work. And, you know, I just put it out to the, the athletes I coached and said, Hey, does anybody want to try this? I, you know, it's, it didn't work for me, but I, you know, I'd rather not just throw it out. I'd, l- I'd rather put it in somebody else's hands. So, you know, I passed it along, but, you know, take notes, take notes on that stuff, nutrition and hydration. Um, okay. Uh, also take notes on your strengths and weaknesses and, you know, what can you address in training? Is there enough time to address these things in training? Or if not, what, uh, what can you do to perhaps, um, 
help the situation. You may not be able to get in enough training to resolve what weaknesses you feel you have because of how close in proximity you are to your goal race. But is there other things that you can do to, um, to make yourself uh, more confident or perhaps uh, even work on it a little bit to, uh, to gain some, um, some strength or uh, whatever the, you know, the, whatever we're trying to address. Um, you know, so really kind of, you know, think those things out. Um, you know, what, what, what are those weaknesses? You know, you've got these strengths. Can you play on those strengths in order to compensate for a weakness? Okay. So recognize your strengths and, um, are they capable of helping you in areas where you, um, you may not have, uh, you know, the same kind of, um, capacity. So, um, you know, what are those things and how can you deal with them? Uh, number next four, um, record your elevation gain and descent. Now our watches do that for us, right? Um, so if you upload to Strava or any of these platforms, your watch typically, uh, records elevation gain descent, which is fantastic. But if you're using a written log, it's great to make note of your elevation gain and descent. Uh, not, not too much to have to say there. I think everybody understands the value of knowing how much, uh, gain and descent they have in their run. If they're training for a race in which that applies. Okay. Some, you know, if you're running a marathon and it's completely a flat course, obviously this isn't very relevant to you, but if you're running a, a mountain, um, mountain trail race, be it of any distance, it's always great to record what, um, you gained and descended from in this, in, uh, in this long run. Number five, um, problems and obstacles that arose and how did you address them? So, um, this is uh, something that I pulled from um, Addie Bracey's book, which I keep referring to because it's it's just been so relevant. Uh, Mental training for ultra running. Uh, it's great to kind of you know um, rec- recognize what came up during the run, you know what happened during the run, and how did you address it, or how did you deal with it, or you know if you didn't deal with it or you didn't deal with it properly, or you feel like you didn't deal with it properly, how could you better do so in the future? Um, You know, kind of think back and reflect, you know, I could have done this better. I could have, um, you know, dealt with it in this manner rather than, you know, what I actually did. Uh, This is a great place to take those notes. And if you're like, oh man, you know, like I I wonder – I wonder how I could have done that better. This is a great thing to bring up with either your coach or, you know, training partners and, and kind of just get their perspective and see what they think about, you know, uh, you know, this happened. I really didn't know what to do. You know, what would you have done or what have you done in the past for this circumstance? So um, be reflective on those things because they can help you certainly in the future. Number six. Can you compare this run to a previous run on the same course in this training block or a previous block? And if so, what changes did you notice or what do you do differently? Okay, so looking back, you know, how did this run go in comparison to um, a past run? You know, like, did you go faster? Did you go slower? Was there a reason for that? You know, kind of, again, taking a step back and looking at the overall picture. How did this go in comparison to previous um, efforts on the same course? Um, you know, kind of a great reflection. Hopefully, you know, you ran better, you did better, 
You felt stronger on the climbs, perhaps. You know, these are all positives. You're trying to take positives away, right? You know, if you had a bad run, probably better not (laughs) to compare it to a previous um, run uh, only in the regard of thinking of what went wrong. That's probably the, you know, the biggest takeaway is why do you think it went so wrong and what can you do to not have that same result in the future? And then lastly, um, your intentions and goal for the run overall, uh, were they met and how? Okay, so we talked about earlier, um, you know, what are you working on during this run? You know, was it a nutrition goal? Was it a hydration goal? Was it hiking with poles? Um, you know, was it just, uh, you know, practicing running on a technical downhill? Uh, was it finding marathon pace and getting comfortable at marathon pace? Uh, so, um, you know, how did you do on those, you know, overall, these are, this is not the, the grading time. This is your notes. This is again, taking that step back and looking at, this was my intention. This was my goal. And this is how I did it in meeting it. You know, I did X, Y, and Z, or I didn't meet this goal. I'd like to continue to work on it, you know, and, and, you know, we, we write all this down and it's, you know, again, it's something to come back and reflect upon so that in the future, you know, if you were to do this, you know, course again, um, you know, you can look at this and, and kind of see how it went and, you know, look through your notes, see what worked, what didn't work, what you want to continue to work on. You know, even the following week when you go into your next long run, it's good to just kind of look over this and say, okay, you know, here's where I'm at. Here's what I did. Here's my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. Here's what I need to work on today. You can create new goals and intentions based on looking at your your old notes. So having this all written down, you know, yeah, it takes a little bit of time after your run. So perhaps you get done with the run, um, you know, you get home. And you're, uh, you're, you know, you're having your coffee, um, your, your post-race meal. Uh, and you know, during that, uh, post-race meal, you just kind of write down your notes or type in your notes. Okay. Good time to be reflective. And you may think of things afterwards, you know, something may hit you after you've, you've kind of written your initial assessment down, go back and add it in, you know, don't, don't, don't leave it out there. Um, or make a note to, to add it back and make sure it gets in there. So, um, you know, keep, keep on top of it. That's all. Cause this is a great tool to use in the future to help you and your training and your racing, right? Uh, you can, um, look back, you know, at, at certain things and, and say, okay, this is great. This is what I want to use in the race because it's worked for me in training. And, you know, of course we have our backup plans, right? Cause we all know that, you know, it's, it's, it's all great, well-intentioned planning. And then when it comes to race day, uh, you know, things can kind of change quickly. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we, we practice the best we can. And then, you know, when race day comes, we just have to be ready. And if, if things go sideways, we just have to, um, we just have to be ready for, uh, for being creative and problem solving on our feet. So, so that's, that's how I would analyze your long runs. Um, I hope you, uh, got some good takeaways from this, maybe some ideas of how you can, uh, better look at your long run and, uh, and kind of think about how things went, um, performance wise. And, uh, you know, again, you know, meeting your goals for long run and, and helping you get ready for your, uh, your goal event. Cause, um, like I said, you know, these runs are what's going to set you up for success at your, uh, at your goal event. So, 
super important. You know, we've talked about the long run in the past and, and kind of uh, what efforts you should take. So um, you can go back and listen to those, uh, those episodes. But here, uh, I just want you to kind of think about your long run. So thank you, as always, for joining me. Um, I, as, as always, um, you know, I, I had somebody send me, um, an idea for an episode. Um, and, uh, I, I certainly appreciate the, uh, all the, the ideas that come in. Um, there's certain things that I am comfortable with and, um, you know, certain things that are beyond perhaps my, um, my, my spectrum or my, uh, um, my knowledge. And, uh, you know, it's, it's those times where I have to reach out to other folks and kind of, uh, rely on their expertise. So, um, it's, you know, if you don't hear right away, um, an episode in which you suggested, know that I'm probably working on finding somebody that can help me, um, talk about, uh, your episode, um, or answering your question. Because uh, you know, I, I certainly want to make sure that these are relevant to you and making a difference in your running. That is my goal for this podcast. I hope that you find that it does. Uh, and I always appreciate you know any type of feedback, um, not only you know in in ideas that you have, but also in what you think of the podcast. Is it helpful? Is it not? Um, so thank you all for for reaching out. I certainly appreciate all of you for listening and for being a part of this. And I, uh, I wish you best in your training. And until next time, my friends, keep running.